Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 176 of the Beaker's Friendly Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And this week, uh, we have a bit of a mix of things pulling from the 10.2 PTR, uh, more raid testing, more Mythic Plus changes, more class changes, uh, and then also the Lich King got killed again. That's not for the PTR, but... Second time. Yeah. Officially. Officially. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we jump into all of that, Anam, how was your, uh, your past couple weeks of Raiding Man? Because we missed last week's episode. We, we did, we did. So, um, I guess in my two-week in review, Raided uh, two weeks ago, uh, when I think, we, I think we actually stopped after Sakarn. Or no, we stopped after... Uh, after experiments because we don't really need anything left from Zakarn or Magmarax and we get people enough vote kills from there. So we take a vote and so yeah. Um and then yeah I think that'll be our going forward kill as well basically kill everything but Magmarax and Zakarn and and sort of call it a day until someone really, really needs something. Um but no, I mean two weeks ago full cleared everything in like three ish hours, then cut it an hour early, right? Um and then last week I didn't raid. Um, I mean, I was there. I I could have raided, but you benched I yourself. Is what you're saying? I, I, yeah. I mean, I might have. I think I might have killed the first boss, but yeah, no. I was trying to get our druid some time. Our new, so we recruited a new druid. Uh, get get him some time on some of the harder fights. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I just sort of benched myself. We we also had our old windwalker come back um so we we have a monk buff which is cool um but yeah no it was a it was a good easy clean raid for me i mean i didn't i played wrath classic and did, did you kill the, the Lich, i guess it was before icc release yeah As, it was before icc release so yeah uh um, but it was a good raid it was a good raid so nice nice yeah we uh similar story we had a couple like we one night cleared both weeks that was nice we had a sale week before uh that uh we just sold like first four i guess it was yeah it was four it was like uh the experiment swing plus assault of the zikali okay um and the, the buyer had the most ludicrous trinket luck they got vessel really? off of amalgamation they got oce off of Forgotten Experiments. What? And they also got, like, uh, some leech gear off of Assault of the Zikali. Nice. nice. Just absolutely oh. ridiculous loot luck. And then, actually, that continued. We got uh, another jar, and we got another couple of Dragonfire Bomb Dispensers. I think we got another... Um, another Ashkander. This one went to Transmog. Uh, nice. I brought my my blood decay in on Neltharian this week just to soak up the Ashkander luck, and we, lo and behold, got like our sixth Ashkander mythic. <laughs> like that is amazing. We have so many of these things that we have. One of our warlocks has it for the Felguard transmog. Really, that is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Um, so, so crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. It's uh, it's kind kind of fun, kind of fun. Uh, we are still doing all the bosses. Uh, which you know we killed Magmarex like two minutes left in raid this week, but you know 
we we got there at the end. Um, yeah, I, as I was alluding to when you said you were playing Wrath Classic, uh, ICC came out in Wrath Classic this week. It did. It did. Uh, that came out on Thursday afternoon. And uh, I don't know how six, six. So yeah, I don't know how closely you followed the race. This was the longest world first race in classic history. Yep, 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 yep. It took about ninety minutes. (laughs) Twenty minutes of which is the Lich King himself. Like I don't think a lot of people realize how long that fight is. Oh, it's so it's so funny. It's, it's such so funny. a like we complained to the ends of the earth about how long Sylvanas was. And Sylvanas was a 14 minute fight. Like you could go to like you could technically get to like 15 minutes if you had a blood decay sitting there and the shit just like death striking. But yeah, like yeah. The, the Lich King is is 19, 20 minutes. Um, and granted there's a lot of rp at the end like you have two minutes of rp or something plus the last 10 percent of the boss is just a you know target dummy right yeah yeah uh, no it definitely it was it was um it was interesting i did follow it there was some there were some fun bugs um that people found so like like, the the gunship not spawning so progress who progress who won the race so there's basically three guilds are roughly about 15 minutes apart it was progress who's a well-known um, like European speed running and, and world first guild. It was Beef Bar, who again, well-known private server, really good. And then there was a new player called Noda, which I don't know, what it's, I forget what it stands for. It's none Noda, of the above. None of the above. Okay, got it. Um, thanks. But yeah, Noda is uh, like a brand new, I think they're known for speed running more for than yes. their world first stuff. Um, but yeah, they were, they were the third team and they all had different bugs, which is always fun to see like, yeah, like progress had the the um the ship not spawn. Um, Noda was stuck in combat from Professor Putricide until I think Lich King died, um, which was which was interesting. Um, they also wiped at one percent or two percent on Putricide. Uh, Noda mm-hmm. did um, because they do a weird thing where you can drag certain trash into the ads at the start of the Cindergosa wing, and then the ads actually kill the trash for you. And so they did that to speed up, I think, probably Blood Queen trash. Um, and at a 2%, the trash somehow entered into the Putricide fight <laughs> and killed them. And then, yeah, once oh, they killed no. Putricide, they never dropped combat, which was, you know, rough because they did a lot of checks. And then, um, uh, funnily, they they tried, they did this thing where you start the RP on Sourfang, who, if you're not familiar with, that boss is like a 90-second RP every time you pull it, um, which is just fun. Um, and they tried to summon during that, and apparently it had worked on PTR, but when they tried to do it on live, it essentially, I guess, locked them in combat. So oh, no. And they were they ran, I think they said they had like four or five range players, which on Seraphine you can't, like you need, in a 25-man range, I think you need at least 10 or, or 12 range players. Um, so yeah, so they had to wipe it up, and Seraphine doesn't really do any damage to the raid, at least at the start, so it takes forever to wipe. Um, so yeah, they they basically lost the race on that, and then the future side white, but they were right there with progress until that point. Um, fun fun, so. fun fact: uh, the Sourfang RP is longer for Alliance than for Horde. Yeah. So all yeah. of the all of the top guilds here, of course, were Horde, because why would you not be? Also, this is 
like kind of the point at which um horde racials were not 100 percent like for every every person better but they were you know better right um yeah so there, there's a lot of a lot of uh a lot of horde guilds here yeah that were yeah it was um it was definitely definitely interesting to to watch the race but yeah it was it was a fun race to watch um you know the i think the it's it's very different from from like retail world world first in that like what you're watching isn't so much the difficulty of the fights but it's the optimization of everything that goes into curing yeah. a raid right it's like much more like the mdi than like yeah uh the modern race to world first exactly which i think is i mean i think there's there's merit in that too like it's interesting like watching a couple of the breakdowns late like you start to see people talk about okay this is where we used our cooldowns this is why we pulled a smaller trash pull here versus a bigger one than you did because you know we saved our cooldowns for the boss so while we were like maybe you know 45 seconds slower on trash we were you know a minute faster on the boss right or something yeah so we gained time um but yeah it was um it was really cool it was a fun race um I guess we can, yeah, so Progress won it. I did get a little bit of rating in. Um, it is, nice. It is hilarious to go back. Like, <laughs> it just, and I, this is, I feel, this isn't rude, but it's also fun to watch, like, because I haven't progressed anything in, really in Classic ever, but it's fun to watch people die to the same thing that I remember my guildmates dying to, like, 15 years ago, and just being like, guys, like, the game games are invariably harder than they were back then. Like they're, they're more complex just in general. Like I feel like Fortnite has more mechanics in it than like, <laughs> wow, that's like, wow, classic, right? Like there's just, it's a very simple game and it's like, come on guys. And yeah. but then of course there's me who like, I wiped our raid on blood queen. Nice. By, by not biting in time. Like, so that was, yeah, that was I did. The first one bit, so. I did the wipe fest config for that. I, uh, I know all about Blood Queen, Blood Queen Lenafil. Yeah. Uh, this is also, I, I do think it's interesting if you look at the uh, encounter times in uh, Classic, like how long the boss fights actually are. Uh -huh. um, there's been a steady trend up, you know, from around a minute for a lot of fights in Nax. Not all of them. And this yeah. is to some degree like with with like speed clear gear and, and stuff, but like there's a lot of very short fights in Nax. Not not molten core thirty second kill kind of tier, right. but but not they're not very long, um, and that's been trending up and up. And I think these are the longest across the board, except for things like gunship, right? Yeah, which is. <laughs> which is a, has been the meme since actual wrath because it is so much yeah. easier than anything else in the instance yeah it's it's hilarious and now there's even now there's even newer tech where it goes faster where if you distract the mage so the i guess real quick just this is a funny tech but as a part of the fight you're basically it's a vehicle fight you get in cannons and you shoot the other ship and eventually once you kill the other ship you win but at certain intervals, a mage on the opposing ship comes out and freezes your cannon. So you're supposed to jump over there and kill the mage. And then, you know, your cannons become unfrozen. So you can DPS again. However, if your rogues are fast and they distract the mage 
as it's coming out, the mage stops for 10 seconds and never casts the freezing spell. So essentially, you can go the entire fight without your cannons ever getting frozen if your mages are quick enough, or so your rogues are quick enough. This is like, I did not expect there to be another Jaina Cheese on the other boat fight, right? Like, because that was the thing with Jaina. If you um, always kicked that one spell, from the elemental it would never do the i don't even know what the other spell did it like applied stacks of the freezing debuff to everybody um and so the intent was that you would like uh have to deal with those stacks and deal with people getting frozen and all this stuff and no you just kicked it and it never froze anybody yeah yeah they're very similar so no it was um it was yeah it's cool i mean like the the rest stuff like i've always said i think i'm having more fun playing wrath right now than i am playing retail which is kind of sad because i've i've done a lot of it right but it's uh i will say it does do the one thing that i think current wow lacks is like you can finish a character like there is a there is a specific my monk is done yeah okay well that's fair I, it but took I mean, a lot right like it's very well, very is, high is it bar. really done like do you have tertiaries on every piece do you have sockets I mean, on everything? tertiaries need? don't matter i do have sockets on I guess for you yeah i yeah. mean for healers like you'd want full leech or whatever but i yeah. mean yeah i guess it's that that sort of like for me it's nice to know like this gear will never get any better and there's nothing i could be missing right like, yeah i actually do have tertiaries on multiple so. pieces too i have like 450 gloves with avoidance oh nice nice yeah yeah, so I mean, it's um, it's fun to go back. Wrath is cool, um, and the 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 gamma dungeons are are nice. They need, yeah, I don't know what. I think they're two different games right now, and it's funny that like retail is not holding my attention. But I'm also playing DPS in Wrath, which maybe I just need to not play a healer anymore. In retail. Maybe you're burned out on healing. Maybe, maybe could be. Um, but cool. I think that may be enough of our our classic classic block. We yeah. Can shift forward a little bit so in other fun non say gaming news but kind of ancillary gaming news is the acquisition or microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard was officially closed friday morning at nine eastern um largest acquisition i think microsoft has ever done um i think it's the largest acquisition in history uh, at 68.7 billion dollars um so if you've had some Activision Blizzard stocks sitting around, you got paid a little bit, um, which is nice. So, um, so yeah, but they finally received final approval from the CMA, which, if you care, is the uh, UK governing body. Um, and so CMA had uh, their final decision uh, due uh, October 13th, which they came out the day before, basically said, you know, they, they gave preliminary approval for the acquisition to go through. That was the last major governing body they had to get over. Um, and I guess it was two years ago they announced it. 21 months is sort of how long this has gone it's, on, which is it's crazy. Yeah, I think when we said it, too, it was like these acquisitions are never quick. This one took, I think, a little bit longer. I think when we first mentioned this almost two years ago, I was like, it'll probably take a year before like this officially closes. And then like, yeah, you know, even multiple years after that. But um, but no, it took took 21 months, got approved goes in. Um, we also learned that Bobby, how do you say Kotick? Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Bobby Kotick's last day as CEO uh, is January 1st, 2024. So a couple more months and Bobby will be out, which which more than likely makes sense. Um, there was a tweet by, I don't know if it was the Microsoft account or Xbox account, um, that basically showed the new structure. 
And it's going to be very flat when you consider Activision, Blizzard, and King. They're going to treat them just like they did Bethesda, be another large publisher, um, you know, within the the Microsoft structure. And I believe just all the heads of each one of the um, the the studios will just report back up to Phil Spencer, who's of course head of gaming at, at Microsoft. Um, which is funny because Quick gets to, or I guess Mike Ybarra gets to report back to his old boss at Microsoft, which if you don't, if you don't remember that quick, uh, or Mikey Barr is originally from Microsoft. He, I think he led all third-party studios and reported directly to Phil right before he left to join Blizzard. So gets to have, hang out with his old boss again. Uh, this time though, as the head of his own studio, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the saga's over. Bobby's gone. I think a lot of people are happy, but we'll see. And for those that were curious, Bobby's golden parachute is around $300 million. So that's what that's it's, what, you know. I, I don't know if he'll be okay on that. I mean, he'll. It's got to be rough, you know. I, how do you even live with only two million dollars per year for the next hundred fifty years? Yeah, I don't. It's. I mean, the yacht's got to cost more than that to run. So that's true. Be, He's got staff to pay on that yacht. He does. He does. Gas. Gas price is always going up. So true. Yeah. No. I mean. Uh, um. It'll be yeah. It'll be interesting to see exactly what changes. I mean, if you if you've taken Bethesda as an example of what Microsoft has done, they haven't made a ton of changes over there. At Bethesda, other than basically every game is on Xbox Game Pass that Bethesda is releasing, which is I think only a win for consumers. But um, it does consolidate a bunch of stuff under the Microsoft umbrella. Which, I mean, they haven't ruined Minecraft too much. That's been there a couple of years. Bethesda doesn't really show signs of them making too many specific changes. So. I haven't seen much bad come out of it. I, maybe Halo and the way they handled Bungie, but it's been yeah. years. So um, it's been years from now. So I mean, yeah, it's um, I think only good things. Uh, a couple of the Blizzard employees I've talked to have been happy about it. So we'll see. Um, but cool. Maybe we can now talk about the game. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. The, imagine the real that. game, the retail game. Yeah, the retail game. Do you want to start with the Mythic Plus stuff, or you want to actually? Uh, we have a little bit of news about the reputation what? yeah let's start with mythic plus and then we can do the reputation stuff because okay. the, the reputation stuff i have a maybe some some forward thinking things okay about this. okay um but yeah so a couple of mythic plus changes went in um i have not so i think we both talked about this neither of us have really done a bunch of mythic plus testing on ptr um so we're not going to talk about a lot of it but the two big things that came out were changes in the dawn of the infinite um instance so the first one being uh Morchi, the notorious little gnome that you have to identify what hat they're wearing and go to the one that doesn't have a hat. Uh, they've changed the way that it works. Um, the hats are now, much bigger. Yeah, the hats are absolutely massive. So you shouldn't need a week or anymore um, to sort of notice which hat is. The week or that I use would basically just put a huge model like next, like on my screen of like the NPC you're targeting um but no nowadays or now the the hats are absolutely massive which is makes it much easier to just visually see without needing a week or to yeah this this mechanic was super bad in in the mythic version of it this is i still like okay this is fine now i think it's Mm -hmm. not that hard to tell at a distance like you could see i had it pulled up on stream i maybe you couldn't see if you're listening but um the the hats are huge the POV here was uh, automatic jack on his priest. Um, or sorry, on his paladin. Mm-hmm. That'd be accurate. 
uh and he's on the opposite side of the arena from where the actual like real morky that they have to go stand next to is um and it was very clear that that was the one without a hat like yeah you still had to like scan the room and figure it out but like it's not it's very visible so i i think it's much better and it saves us from having a mandatory dungeon we are for this stupid boss yeah exactly particularly like, the way the week or i use was so rudimentary it was literally just like show a model of what you're targeting and so you'd have to like click through and target everything to to find the right one so um so yeah so that was that's sort of definitely a good quality of life change and then also in dawn of the infinites they changed the gauntlet um in terms of the speed of casts and um yeah how things happen so the big frontals uh now are a 1.9 second cast time which is a 0.1 second increase from the mythic plus a difficulty and i think it's a three tenths of a second uh, up from mythic zero so um a little bit more time to maneuver with the big frontals and then the displacement bolts um look to be uh look to have also received a 13 percent slow in their speed um so um based on the data mining looks like the the, the orbs themselves of the little ads shoot out will now be moving slower again easier to dodge so yeah so if you've done the mythic zero version on live this is in both cases 10 to 15 percent slower than um it is on live so you know not not like gutting it but 10, 10 to 15 percent is noticeably easier yeah you get a little bit a little bit of leeway in how that works so um so yeah, so they um I just a quick aside, they did adjust a bunch of timers. We have no idea how if that makes that dungeons easier or not easier. Yeah. Just for, I mean just for obviously it makes it easier, right? The timing is longer, yeah. it's gotta get easier. Uh unless they've they're buffing the dungeon. No, they they down they the timers went down. Timers went down. Never mind. Yeah, harder. yeah, yeah. So timers. yeah, harder, yeah. 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 So I mean, but I have no we have no quantifiable way to say if it's harder, if it if it makes yeah, it I, I have much done harder Zero keys on PTR. I did last season, I have not done any this season. Yeah, I don't think I'll do. Yeah, I'll do keys when I have to do keys. Let's put it at that. I've been I've been doing all the raid testing, which they just yeah. added more. I gotta decide if I want to do heroic raid testing this week. Nice, nice. Um, but cool. And then the other thing that was data mined from PTR that's not sort of a class change or, or raid testing is they've data mined uh, a permanent augmentation rune. Um, so it's called the Dreambound augmentation rune. It comes from uh, I think reputation level 18 with the new um or renown level 18 sorry uh with the new faction um and yeah it's permanent augmentation rune these things generally only appear towards the end of an expansion emelson yeah we haven't really gotten much in the way of you know feedback from blizzard on if this is the last patch or not Uh, i know we've sort of discussed it a little bit as a as a uh as a speculation, right? There's a bunch of speculation over the past two weeks previous to this with some stuff that was found in data mining. We didn't go too much into it, just that, hey, looks like potentially the last one. Uh, and yeah, and then this augmentation rune pops up, which I think is a pretty good indication that this will be the last patch. Uh, I think there's only been, what, one expansion that they ran, that they put out multiple augmentation runes, permanent runes like this, and that was Legion, which is the first time I think they ever did it um but for bfa and shadowlands it was always the the final patch of the uh, of the expansion had the augmentation rune included so yeah. um this is an expensive purchase <laughs> it's like a hundred thousand gold i think is it by really? one of these yeah and Holy they're not crap. account bound 
Um, I'm not spending 100,000 gold on a permanent augment raid. Yeah, I don't think... I. So, to be fair, I probably will just because I don't... Yeah, just... It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, it's... uh, Yeah. It's it's funny they've yeah they've added this in there so it looks like I'll be doing a bunch of dailies getting back on that daily grind. Um, wow, I, I noted about that. So one of the things about uh, season two stuff is that Abarus doesn't give reputation with Loeb Niffin, the mm. the rat people, mole people. They have their own reputation. So if you weren't doing the world content, you basically weren't getting it. So I'm like we're down level twelve. Yeah, I don't think I'm, I I might not even be 12. Honestly. I, and that's like from doing crafting turn-ins and, and stuff, right? Um, I believe the new faction for next tier, you get reputation from doing the raid. Okay, well, that's good. Um, like, I've seen reputation pop-ups. I, I, I couldn't tell you, actually, if it's the same reputation. Mm-hmm. as this one as dream wardens but i know there's a reputation pop-up when we like killed bosses on ptr um gotcha um and granted the last time we killed a boss was like early like late heroic early mythic dusting so mm-hmm. that could have changed but uh i would not be surprised to see us gaining dream warden reputation from the raid um which yeah. does mean that this will be a little bit more accessible to raiders without having to go and do a ton of world content uh, but yeah We'll see. I, I I still don't want this to be the last patch, but you know. Yeah, I don't. I you know we talked. I've talked. I talked to some guildmates and and even some people who are just like tangentially have played well in the past. And like, hey, is it is it good to come back? And it's funny. My point. My a lot of people said this about this expansion, but like this expansion started off really strong, and like just never had like the the peaks that other expansions have had, right? Like it's it's very much a a slow burn of like slightly increasingly getting better and better but like not like the massive like differences in like oh my gosh they've changed like in shadowlands like they like changed the yeah. like the requirements to swap covenants right and like that was like a massive quality of life improvement everybody's happy huge shift probably should have been there from the beginning right it seems yes. like in this expansion like the decisions they made were the right decisions at the start and yeah so there wasn't a lot of like massive change but yeah people have said like to me dragonflight has been i mean if you base it on bfa and shadowlands the the best expansion they've had in at oh least yeah the past two. i'd say even to be fair early legion like was not as i think late legion probably better than dragonflight but i mean early legion was was rough so that's been a while um since they've had i think an expansion as good as this one but um i think so we'll see i think so to be honest is the strength of the legion dungeon pool that's like, true. Yeah. Mythic Plus was still new ish. There's stuff now that we just like some of the one shot nonsense. Um, but there was a lot of uh just delirious memes you could get into with the the Legion Dungeons and how classes were tuned, stuff like AOECC being way more powerful, letting you do some just ridiculous pulls. Absolutely ridiculous. Like I used to run all like from the bottom in Black Rock Hole from the bottom of that staircase. I used to drop transcendence, run to the top, grab the pack at the top and all the spiders and, and come back down. <laughs> and we would do that pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And half the time it wouldn't work because somebody would miss a, a stun or somebody would stand in a spider's death explosion and we'd die. But, you know, 
It was fun. I was going to try. It's fun to try. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, Legion is always marred by the fact that like class balance was at least in, in the context of healers was so off that like, yeah, Mr. Like, was Mr. terrible. Yeah. Miss Weaver was I, I, to be to this day. I will challenge anyone. It was the worst designed healer ever, like worst healer, like design or iteration that they've ever put out there, like going all the way back to the original, like paladin designs of like you know class like vanilla that's a strong statement because dude classic i mean i guess classic classic it's hard to say classic healers were designed as like healers they were more i feel like a lot of classic design was more of like here's a bucket of abilities go yeah do something with do something with them yeah yeah but no yeah so i mean we'll see we'll see how it so in any event i think getting a little bit back on topic yeah we'll see if this is the last patch i mean i would say that they really were high on faded or that sort of like quote-unquote season four from from shadowland so i would assume we maybe get something like that at least in the short term but i mean yeah if this raid comes out in november you've got to expect if they're going to announce another expansion or another if they're not going to do a patch you know 10.3 that we get an expansion over the summer or something like that so which will be fun um but cool, yeah. I mean, that's sort of the I think maybe all the the news for this week before we get into the, some of the the main topics of of class changes and and other stuff. Um, I don't know if you had anything else from your side. No, I I do hope that we do actually get the reputation from from the faction because then I'll actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. If it costs a hundred thousand gold, I'm just not buying it, right? Oh, but it's eighty seven stats. I don't care. <laughs> it's true not not gonna make or break killing a boss that's for sure i don't care yeah no, um but yeah it's <laughs> it's i i i do believe even if it is the last patch we'll get another like even if it's just like a small patch doing faded stuff um yeah yeah i think i think it'd be cool i think faded worked out well the dinar system worked out well so it was a fun sort of you know, two, three weeks of, or actually it was longer than that, but it was a fun end was to Shadowlands. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, hopefully I, no fate of the fixes. That's my, that's my wish. No fate of the fixes. Yeah, no. Re, re, redoing bosses that you haven't seen in a year or more is already enough of a, an affix. Yeah. I don't want to do Razagath trying to do dispels and then soaking orbs. Like, I just don't, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. Um... All right, so um, I guess a little bit into this. So the, the main talk set today is there's a couple of, of class changes, both to Monk and some other like other classes that impact rating. So we want to talk about those. And then also, of course, there was more raid testing. Uh, they've extended it a couple extra sessions. So um, let's get into some of those. So first up is augmentation. Uh, this would have happened almost two weeks ago now. We, we missed this. This is right after our last podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, they went through a bunch of sort of changes into augmentation, primarily with reducing how strong it is to stack them. And so basically, I mean, the, this isn't, we haven't really talked about augmentation, but what they've ended up doing is the majority of augmentation buffs will only stack up to two, meaning you'll only have two Evan Mites, two Presciences, et cetera, et cetera, um, which, is, which is good in terms of, we'll say, the healthy balance of the game, right? Like I think going, going into this tier, a lot of people, uh, particularly at the high end and even uh, to be fair even our guild was looking at this was like four augmentations is what you're going to run um to get maximum benefit and like you know 
hopefully things aren't tuned or potentially might be tuned around having four and it'll be tough. So with that, with this change, they basically capped everything at essentially two. So you can do most of what you need with just two augmentation evokers um, and live a happy life. Um, the, the other thing that they did um, is they made it so Evan Might will now prioritize other DPS over augmentation evokers. So for those that aren't familiar with how Evan Might targeting works, it prioritizes people that are in cooldowns uh, DPS that are in cooldowns, and then any other DPS, and then healers and tanks. Um, augmentation, we're in that any other DPS category, but we're really, in terms of actual benefit you got from buffing them, more like a healer or tank. Mm -hmm. So basically, as I understand it, they got moved to kind of this layer in between healers and tanks and other DPS. So the only way you now get Evan might not now, but like with with 10.2, the only way that you get Evan Might on another augmentation evoker is if there basically aren't any other DPS that it could target. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I think, um, it's, a, it's a good change, right? And even in, in that targeting aspect of it to allow, um, basically just to sort of stop the, like the you know, additional scaling from all that stuff, which is, you know, where you put where you where a class becomes goes from being just strong to being almost mandatory and then yeah. digital, you know. And the buff fights around it, ugh, just awful. So. It, it is also worth noting that um prescience is the only one that is hard capped at two, from what I understand. Evan might will still stack higher up to its current I think it's capped to four. Um but it's like a soft cap where like because Evan Might does auto targeting stuff, um, you basically have to have prescience on it to force the, the one to go there. And even then, I'm not sure if it'll respect the prescience or if it'll go on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know the inner works of that targeting, but um, but no, that's that's true. It, that the, the hard cap on two is only in prescience. But I mean, with the amount of people in a even a 10 or, you know, yeah, I guess 10 would be. If you had three augmentations, might be it. But like as you get up there to like in the twenty man mythic rating, it'll it'll be tough to sort of force Evan might buffs above too. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it'll it will it, require shenanigans. Like I've heard some some talk of people being like, oh, what if you have people not prescience their target, and then Evan might by standing close to them. Yeah, and then you have the prescience ones put it on, and then you get it to four. That's a lot of setup. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I, I've I've seen too. Like, there's there's been like summoning shenanigans, which I don't know if that works anymore. Where you basically summon a certain group of people you want to stack buffs on into a pixel stack, basically. Because right? if you if you don't move as you summon multiple people at the same time, they all end up in the same exact coordinates, and so you can potentially force even more. Evan mites like that. It just requires people not to move um, once they're all summoned. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some interesting things I've seen out there. But um, oh but no, I think God. in general, from a overall raid health, I'll say perspective, this is a healthy change to like limit the amount of augmentations you may need to stack. I think if you're an augmentation evoker, you're probably not exactly happy with the way that Blizzard's sort of nerfing it. I, I think this class, it's the first time Blizzard's ever doing this sort of support thing. So I think you're, we're going to see changes up until the raid releases and then i think even beyond that additional changes like specifically yeah. augmentation so it's, it's a tough thing it's a tough thing to balance i'll say it's uh, yeah it's fundamentally augmentation being a multiplier is just so different from anything else 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah. So I think um, in other class change news. Maybe we forgot um, more stuff, right? We got more changes. Yeah, actually, it was in last week's PTR. This, I guess this week's PTR. Uh, we got a handful of new changes. Um, some very interesting ones. So um, first is bounce back. Uh, was updated for us. It now provides or now triggers at when you take 15% of your maximum health and damage. So it was 20, so a reduction of five. And then the actual damage reduction is increased to 20 or 40%, depending on points, which is up from 10 and 20%. So essentially doubling the damage reduction uh, from bounce back for Mist Weaver. Which is. means that I'm now making our Mist Weaver take Ox statue. <laughs> Not really, but. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid sort of passive defensive change to Miss Weaver. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it is, yeah, it's just a solid passive defensive change, I guess. It still has a weird triggering rules that we're, no one is quite sure how it works. We don't know if it's like a dummy issue or if it's like it only triggers on direct damage, damage and not like environmentally sourced damage, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's isn't 15% of all damage, we'll say. Um, we then also got two changes around Vivify. Um, and so the first change uh, is the more the straightforward one is Vivify and Invigorating Mist Healing was increased by 12%. So that is the main target Vivify and then any of the Vivifies that trigger from renewing Mist targets, that healing was increased by 12%, which seems like a buff, but it was in conjunction with a nerf, essentially to Clouded Focus. And so Clouded Focus, which is um, if you heal a target while channeling Soothing Mist um, uh, with a Vivify, it increased the healing and mana reduction of that Vivify, but I think it's 15% now per stack and would stack up to three times. Yeah. Um, they've reduced that to two stacks now, so it only stack up to two times, which cuts a little bit off the top end. With the increase to the base healing of Vivify and Invigorating Mist, it's probably a net neutral change. And honestly is a little bit better from a gameplay perspective because you get to that maximum CS uh, clouded focus stack faster. However, they also fixed, we'll say a maybe it's not a bug, but they're going to call it a bug, uh, where you no longer increase the healing of the first Vivify. Meaning, so in the current way the spell works, you actually get the increased healing on the first cast of Vivify. So like even at zero stacks of clouded focus, you cast Vivify, that Vivify has the healing increase, I think without the, the mana increase, or mana, mana reduction, actually. Um, but they fixed that where now you no longer get that initial healing increase, which sort of kind of stinks. You know, you basically don't get an extra um, boost to Vivify for this. Um, which is where the sort of the, the nerf kind of comes in. I think you, you while well, it stacks, you get your, your maximum stacks quicker, it is a lower ceiling. Um, but the base spell heals for more. I'd have to look at, I forget the math off the top of my head, but I think for the normal player, we'll say like someone like myself, it's actually a net buff. I think like a minor buff. Um, right. But at the top end, if you're... If you were you know, abusing the hell out of it. Yeah, if, or if you're just named Swaggles, um, then it's a nerf to you. I, I think we said the same thing. Yeah, exa well, exactly, exactly. Um, and then one minor, one other minor thing, they've gone back and forth on our four set. It's now back to storing 20% of all healing. It was 15. I saw that. Uh, they'll figure this out at some point. I, I foresee 20%. It's been 20, and then 15, and then 20, and then 15, and then 20. I they'll think figure it out they, someday. 
Yeah, it's funny. It's it's it seems like they're actually trying a little bit more with Miss Feel. People have been saying some of our private sort of peak chats are funny, but it seems like we finally got a dev that I don't know cares is probably the wrong word, but that has spent more than thirty seconds looking at our class and like yeah. so like. Typically, we'd see a bunch of healing changes and our maybe set bonus would say the same. At the end, set bonus get changed or like we had a bunch of healing changes and people forget about the set bonus until like after it goes live. And so it and seems like they're now, mana, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so now it seems like they are doing caring about both, basically trying to balance as we're going across everything else. So, yeah, and that's good. Yeah. Uh, this does kind of coincide with the cadence of uh, ray testing, I will note where yep. like we are getting class changes after each round of raid testing basically which i think is very interesting yeah it is it will yeah i mean it's yeah it seems like just in general there's a lot more activity almost like there's more people working on wow but like i don't yeah i don't know i don't know i don't, yeah. I don't know anything about that yeah. um but speaking then, of raid testing. Oh, well, one oh, more Oh, yeah, thing. more? Oh, there's well, more. Well, Windwalker got a bunch of changes. I just wanted to put, because I feel like oh, among podcasts, we got to talk the, about Windwalker a little I, bit. I didn't see that in the link. Yeah, so... I clicked um, the wrong link? Uh, it's in yeah, the, the development notes. I clicked the, the wrong link. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, so they've, um, they've, uh, they've done a bunch of balancing, we'll say, with uh, the set bonuses, along with the spells around the set bonuses. Um, and so, like, you know, they've reduced some of the damage bonus that Rising Sun Kick and Fist of Fury get from your two and your four set. But now they've increased the overall damage a bunch of abilities do by a flat amount once you equip it. Um, so some, I think in general, it's a power increase for the team. And then they've done a flat increase to Rising Sun Kick, Whirling Dragon Punch, and Fist of Fury um, damage. So, again, trying to tune that knob with with Windwalker, but we'll we'll see when Walker's single target there. being bad has been a gigantic meme forever because Always the bad. like the old justification was that they had to be worse single target because their AoE was so good, but their AoE has not even been top tier for several patches. When was the last time exactly. Windwalker AoE was top tier? Actually I think Windwalker's single target was top tier more recently than their AoE was top tier. Because yeah. on uh, with uh, weapons of order on like Sire Denathrius and and stuff in in Castle Nathria, that was like real big single target. And I guess they could do really good AOE on Stone Legion, but yeah, yeah. I so guess I'm forgetting about Mythic Plus. They did the spin to win stuff with Bone Dust Brew and Mythic Plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've been they've been up up and down. I think. Myth, like yeah between rate like the other problem that they so struggle with is yeah because their single target generally is never good unless a fight has a lot of cleave on it then yeah. like windwalker generally like sylvanas being a good windwalker fight because a lot of ads in phase two that were priority um yeah killing all the, the spikes and stuff like that so yeah i mean we'll we'll see how they, they they sort of shake out i know that people aren't too high on them right now in terms of like where they fit in the overall dps but yeah yeah it is what it is um so cool okay so now i think we're ready for now we're ready raid, for raid testing raid testing so they added right so yeah they raid testing was supposed to end last week right uh well i don't think anybody expected it to end last week mm -hmm. because it just 
wasn't done. Like they skipped several bosses. Um, and things got changed significantly. So, uh, last week, so we did not have one of the bosses got skipped. Uh, they took, I think it was, uh, Nimue was going to get a retest and it got taken out. Um, and then they also had Volkaros, uh, which is like the big worm. It's the kind of patchwork style fight. Um, was horribly bugged in like multiple different ways with one mechanic there's a new group soak mechanic and it was supposed to be splitting damage and there were two issues with it one is that the damage wasn't splitting which is obviously a problem and the other is they made a typo and it was doing 10 times the amount of damage it was supposed to nice so it it was hitting everybody that soaked it for 12 million damage (laughs) which is not livable Oh, Jesus. Okay. I wasn't nice. joking about it being 10 times. They just added an extra zero, basically. Um, nice. So that one uh, actually got retested this week. They just brought it back this week for a big old, like, three-boss omnibus test on Friday. Uh, we Very retested cool. Igira the Cruel, which is, like, the second boss. Significantly improved. Not going to say a lot about it. They fixed, like, there's no more stun. That's gone. Yeah. They cleaned up a bunch of the other mechanics of the fight. Overall, it's just significantly improved. Uh, it's a pretty good fight now. Um, they brought back Volkaros for retesting because it was broken and untestable last time. Um, and it's fine. It's it's perfectly like functional. It, I think, feels pretty reasonable. It's probably going to be harder than Magmarex, which is not a high bar, but it is a bar. Nice. That's good. Uh, and then they we... Very unusual. They tested Tendril Sage Swift, which is the second to last boss of the raid. This is the dragon riding boss. They tested it two weeks in a row. Ah. Um, and so the first time it got tested on Mythic. So like, if you remember on Heroic, this was a pretty good fight. Like, this is a pretty solid fight. Um, the only dragon riding, I'm going to make a note of this, the only dragon riding was in the intermission, going from platform to platform, and like it mattered how quickly you got to the other platform, and uh, you needed to like have some people go around and pick up orbs while with dragon riding to like buff the people on the platform so they could break a shield, and then you get to the next phase. And it's all like, it, it worked, it was a very nice fight. Mythic is a mess, oh my god. <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh my god, it's so overloaded. There is so much going on all the time, and it's to some degree, there's this thing that happens. Like, you might remember the first time that you pulled Sarkarath, uh Mythic Phase 1, mm-hmm. and just everything going on all of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty chaotic. This has more. It's just got more stuff going on all of the time. And it's got... Uh, mixed in with that, it's got, like... Um, the it's got like restrictions on your movement that Sarkarath doesn't have so you can't really adjust specifically it's got the roots which suck uh i i I don't really have another way to put this they were tolerable tolerable on heroic i really don't like them on mythic it's just this kind of thing where if you're just gonna root the whole raid yeah it needs to be something like on diurna where it just instantly dies and it's not um it's not dispellable the conceit so the conceit is that in um the main phases now there are falling stars that people have to drag and ride and catch 
the first test had a ton of issues with like the tank mushroom mechanic overlapping with the feathers that players had to pick up in order to go and catch the falling stars and basically nobody with that was public logging anyway nobody that was public logging made it past 30 seconds into the fight pretty much really um it was a disaster and that is because kind of the cadence of the the fight is extremely quick like in the first 30 seconds you're getting six different mechanics uh, three of which one shot the raid if they are messed up. Um, oh, right. This is what I mean by overloaded. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like the the feathers. I brought this up for heroic testing too. The feathers had a lot of interaction issues, like implementation issues, where in order to dragon ride, you first had to find a feather and then hit your extra action button, and the extra action button just kind of lingers there for a while after you actually get the buff. So we actually had a weak R that I made to tell you when you actually could use your, your dragon riding mount. Um, but they were very small, hard to see, spawned inside the tank mushrooms that would one-shot DPS. Um, and so it was just a mess. Coming back this week, the feathers spawn. So like now there's basically, you can imagine it as three concentric circles. There's you know, the melee packed inside on top of the boss. Then there's a circle around that, which is where the mushrooms spawn. That, mm-hmm. you know, kill you if you soak them in Arta tank. Um, yeah. Or kill the raid if a tank fails to soak them. Um, and then there's a circle around that, which is where the feathers spawn. So now the feathers will always spawn in locations that are not going to overlap with the mushrooms. Um, and the feathers also, now you just have to walk into them. You don't have to extra action button it, which on the one hand is significantly cleaner um, and on the other leaves room for ranged to accidentally walk into them and pick them up. Um, there's no cooldown on picking them up, but you do get a cool like a one minute debuff for catching a falling star. OK, OK. Um, and like the, the conceit is you're supposed to use those falling stars to like nose dive into the boss and do a bunch of AoE damage to the vines. Um, The vines do a point-blank AoE on them when they spawn, which means you can't, like, hard stack on top of the boss to make it really efficient to kill them with these things. And you actually get two sets of them per set of of feathers that let you dragon ride, which means that you can only clear every other set using the stars. Every other set you have to just DPS down. But it has the same health. So yeah. it's actually just easier to not do that and just kill the just kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so you like and then there's just like missing a falling star, instant raid wipe. Not like the like, oh, we're kinda dead now in the in the way that, you know, somebody falling through a hole on Sarkareth or walking off the edge. <laughs> you know, or getting dazzled. Yeah, You're yeah. probably wiping. No. Everybody instantly dies kind of instant raid wipe God. uh missing a mushroom uh the fire one if you miss that is actually livable the the poison one is not <laughs> that takes for people's whole health bar basically every two seconds oh my gosh dude. for for 10 seconds it's not yeah, livable. Yeah, yeah. um and then the there's a so on this mechanic here existed on heroic three people get a dispellable debuff that drops a fire puddle and you just like dispel them out of the raid uh, on Mythic, it applies a raid-wide debuff uh, and damage 
It's like the Pacemith traps, and if you dispel the second one, it just instantly does a million damage to the whole, like literally a million damage to the entire raid and instantly one-shots you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just have these three different, like, instant raid one-shot mechanics going on just all the time in phase one. Um, on top of the fact that, like, you have stuff like the fire beams uh, that still do their fire tornadoes, but now you have the whole raid getting rooted, and the roots just take a few seconds to break. And so you really, like, you still have tornadoes from the previous set of fire beams in motion yeah, when yeah, you yeah. get rooted. And it kind of sucks. It's kind that's of a disaster. Awful. It's, yeah, that's it, awful. So uh, I think a lot of people, including us, made it farther. We were getting like a minute-ish into the phase now. Um, but it just like... It, I mean, is it, like, it sounds like just like, like another mechanic vomit type fight. Like, just... Yeah, like it, there's obviously ways to deal with the overlaps. It's just, it's, there's, there's in kind of the taxonomy of raid fights, right? There's overlap fights where you have, you know, like this is, I'm going to do it a disservice by bringing up Skarn, but this is Skarn. This is, you have Mechanic A and Mechanic B, and they're very easy, but then Mechanic A and Mechanic B happen at the same time, and that's hard, and you have to deal with the overlap. Um, but generally, those don't, like, slam you with mechanics all the time. That's more of, like, the right. dance fights. This is, like, Denathrius slammed you with mechanic after mechanic after mechanic after mechanic, and very few of them overlapped. Um, you had a couple of key overlaps, but it was primarily, like, one, then the next, then the next, then the next. The challenge was getting from A to B to C, living right. through all of them and then also doing enough damage to kill the boss this is like slamming you with mechanic a plus b and then and then b plus c and then c plus d and all of them just like back to back to back to back to back <laughs> yeah um and then kind of the cherry on top is still that the dragon riding uh in the main phase the damage that you get from doing the dragon riding mechanic is not worth actually doing the mechanic it's a net loss for everyone. Jesus. So, I, and I brought this up in the PTR threads, and I'll bring it up again. Yeah. Just ditch the feathers. Just let, uh, this is still a major, I mean, it's much less of a pain point now. Like, we were very reliably getting, getting our falling stars done, but it was still like, you know, somebody would be like, oh, who took my feather? Some random person walked through it, and now we just instantly wipe 20 seconds into the fight. Um, and uh, just let people mount. It's a net loss to mount up. Just don't require us to go. Like, I know there's some kind of like fantasy. Like, oh, you take the feather yeah, from the Alcan so form, yeah. and then you can do the thing. No, it just just let us mount. Yeah, it's not worth having this little fantasy bit in order to when it makes the fight this much worse and this much more frustrating. Like, it actually feels fine that the Falling Star just one-shots the raid if you miss one. I don't think there should be four of them. There are four. Did I mention that? There are four of them. No. So you need four people all to catch them. Any of them get, that get missed, wipe the raid. Um, and you can catch multiple, but the second one one-shots you. So, like, yeah, if somebody misses it, you can have a hero play, somebody just dies. And that's, like, yeah. we did that on testing. It'll be a thing on prog. Um, four people's a lot. It's a 50-year raid. Those people are not contributing any DPS to doing the, yeah. uh, the, 
vines. And a lot of the time, we were just killing the vines before the dragons got back. Like, we, we would kill a significant chunk of them before the dragons got back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, again, like, the damage you get from it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, they really should just set you mount up. Um, the other thing that they got that uh, tested, they skipped Laradar testing on Heroic, and the normal testing for it was very broken. They tested that last week. It's actually a pretty sick fight. Uh, I like it. It's got, uh, you remember the, again, I'm going to do disservice by analogy, but do you remember the lines mechanic on the Jailer? Where you had to like form a chain of people from the Azerite heart to the yep. center of the area? Yep, I remember that, yes. Um, this is the same but in reverse. There's now a, a fountain in the middle. There's a fire hydrant in the middle. You have four people click it, and they make a fire hose, and they put out the fire. Really? And they can move while they're doing it, too. And there's, there's none of the other, like, kind of janky bits of the, the jailer ones where it would, like, one-shot you if you got yeah, yeah, clipped yeah. by it and things like that. Um, but it... Interesting. That's it took a little bit to figure out the mechanics of how it works, and there's some, like, visual clarity things that go into it. But it does actually work pretty well, and it's pretty easy to um, clear out the whole platform uh-huh. and uh, get it all like set up for the next phase. So this is now like a cyclical kind of boss. You do the same cycle three times, and then he goes into a final burn phase. Um, and so it, it actually seems pretty good. I, I think it, it's, a, it's a pretty good fight. They are testing that one on Heroic this coming week, uh, as well as Nimue, who I'm not going to talk about because it got significant changes, and the dungeon journal is still confusing. Uh, the last uh, they're retesting it on heroic. The last heroic testing for it was a mess. Um, we'll see. That's honestly like the only reason I care about heroic testing this next week is yeah. to do Nimoy. Uh, That's all the yeah, but yeah, it's Tindril. Tindril needs cleaning up. I don't know what they need to do there. They need to like. It sounds. It sounds rough. It it, sounds it rough. needs it needs some toning down on like the intensity of the raid wide one shots. I think, mm-hmm. and then maybe a little bit of toning down of the uh, dragon riding. Like, just don't make it do it uh, alternately instead of it being four each time. Have it happen twice as often and be two each time, and then like the two people can like do their thing and like maybe contribute to every other set instead of it being every other set has no dragons. Every set now has dragons, but half as many. I don't know. Something. Or just, again, like, don't make us pick up the feathers. It's just annoying. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tindril, Tindril hopefully gets some changes. Um, it's just a messy fight. It's not undoable. It's not, like, it's just annoying. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the other, the thing you don't want is, like, yeah, those annoying fights, which is, like, yeah. It's it's like the the stuff that would happen on uh, Stone Age in general sometimes, where somebody would mess up the blades, and just like it would cleave the raid, and the raid instantly dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like not even mess up. Like someone would be like the blade would think someone was somewhere else, and just yeah, instantly yeah. just yeah. thirty stacks. I mean, in this case, it, it is actually people. Uh, well, I guess actually related to that, um, boss hitbox is very small on Tintral, which may not seem to matter that much, except that. Uh, Fellblade, if you are a Vengeance Demon Hunter, will take you out of the mushroom you are standing in. Really? Yes. So we wiped a couple times of that. Uh, And then also, like, 
there's just a bunch of time that if you're not the active tank, you can't actually hit the boss while you're doing the mushrooms, which kind of sucks for like blood decay. Uh, because you can't death strike. But every time you do mushrooms, you get a chance to move. You have three seconds to move in between, so you can like do a drive by death strike. So it's not like the end of the world. It's just annoying, right? It's just annoying. That's fair. Uh, but yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's that's all the raid testing. I, I, overall, I think the raid's looking good. Tendril scares me because if that's the second to last boss, like I just don't want it to be a mess because it's gonna be a high pull count kind of deal. Yeah. I don't want an annoying boss to be a high pull count boss, right? Like, if it's going to be annoying, make it 20 pulls, not 100. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Not the, not the, not the second to last boss, that's for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that is going to be it for the podcast this week. Uh, I think that's <laughs> rechecking those. Yeah, okay. That's, all, that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, uh, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and learn about yet more Mistweaver changes and what these clouded focus nerfs, question mark, nerfs. mean for you. Yeah, I think it's nerfs. I think it's nerfs. Uh, but yeah that's going to be it for the show this week thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye